There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Yes, yes, yes. It's really good to have you back to this big interview highlight show where we look at the first season of our podcast during 2050-16 and pick out themes where guests have spoken with particular passion or humour or interest and we splice them together to give you a bigger picture of what the big interview has been bringing you over the last year and a half. Johan Cruyff is the single most important man in the history of professional football. As a player, coach, director of football, thinker, philosopher, nobody comes close. His influence spans generations and is responsible for a great deal of the era-defining football I've been watching at the camp now over the past decade. So it was inevitable that the subject of the great man would be raised on the first season of the big interview. Coming up, you'll hear from David Moyes and Charlie Nicholas in a little section which we've called The Mystery of Cruyff's Shirt. This detective mystery surrounds the Celtic Ajax European Cup first round tie in 1982. It finished 2-2 in the first leg at Celtic Park and then 2-1 to Celtic in Amsterdam, a game in which Charlie Nicholas scored one of the goals of his career, albeit not as good as the one at Pataudry for Aberdeen against Rangers. Header Charlie, some goal. Moyes came on as a second half substitute in Amsterdam, but when the final whistle went, the real drama started. Everybody wanted Cruyff's shirt. But who would get their hands on it? How many of them were there? What did they smell like? Davy picks up the story and then Charlie gives his <clears throat> different version of events. The final voice you'll hear is that of the great Jodie Morris. We were on our way across London, fighting through traffic jams to interview Jodie on the day that Johan died. It was an emotional 24 hours and it would have been remiss of me not to ask the former Chelsea midfielder, about the influence of the Dutchman on his own football philosophy. At the time, I appreciated the response immensely. Um, it gave me a little bit of calm and a little bit of happiness on a very sad day. That days in the past, these words are about Johan in his prime. Enjoy. So that year, pink up was 67, and for three of the next five or six years it's Cruyff's Ajax who lifted it do you remember the anticipation Did you, do you remember yeah. Cruyff on the pitch the player the briefings from Caesar? I'm asking this yeah. because I, I'm no shame in admitting I'm obsessed by Cruyff yeah. Cruyff the elegance the first mm -hmm. footballer who really moved me mm -hmm. not Pelé although I saw him in the yeah. World Cup on television in 70 but also a guy who's 
crafted out a philosophy at Barcelona, mm. the club that I've been interested in and the city I've lived in for 12, 13 years. So I'm genuinely fascinated about just yeah. even the, the glancing, mm-hmm. touching the hem of greatness because you played against the, yeah. the legend himself. The, uh, we had Ajax in the European Cup and I had just got into the team, there was injuries and I played at Parkhead. And I remember going up into the Ajax team then, Cruyff and Jesper Ols and Jan Molby. But the first thing was, you know, Johan Cruyff being in the pitch was... Johan Cruyff was one of my, like you've just said, one of my heroes as a footballer. I liked Platini, Cruyff, but Cruyff when I get the opportunity to play against him. And if you remember those days, it was the European Cup and you could only wear jerseys 1-11. to But everybody remembers, Johan Cruyff only ever wore number 14. But in the European Cup, we had to wear 1-11, to so we played the first leg and we drew two each and I think Jesper Olsen nipped past me to make it two each or that, but it was a great game and I remember, you know, it was a real nervous game, mm-hmm. you know, 60,000 at Parkhead, you know what European nights are like at Celtic Park, it was sensational and Ajax were a top team, so we went, we went over to Ajax uh, and we won over in Ajax. I was substitute, came on with about 25 minutes to go. And I keep saying, I think it was me and George McCluskey who came on and, and George scored the winner. We both came on together. And uh, at the end of the game, we've gone through. It's an incredible result. And, you know, we were into swap shirts. And uh, at that time, it was sort of swapped off the pitch. It wasn't mm-hmm. like maybe nowadays where everybody's changing shirts. So I said, yeah, can I swap my shirt? And anyway, I get number 14 mm. jersey back. And I'm saying, great. I'm going to tell everybody this is Johan Cruyff's shirt. But then, it's 1-11. to And it was one of these things I never thought much of. Until, it was probably, for some people know Danny Craney. Danny Craney was at Celtic. And, and for some reason, he sent me the programme from the game that night. And I looked through it. Number 14 was Van Basten. Really? Number 14 was Van Basten oh, for right. Ajax that night. So, I still have Van Basten's shirt in my house from that time. And I was nearly telling people it was the jersey of, of Croy. But I'm actually got to say I'm very happy to have Van Basten's as well. That's not the worst piece of fortune, I must admit. <laughs> so, I'm going to start this podcast by asking you about a mystery. Mm-hmm. A detective mystery. And it's the mystery of Johan Cruyff's shirt. As a non-Celtic fan, one of the first performances of yours that really enraptured me was you not quite single-handedly putting Ajax, Johan Cruyff, playing for Ajax, out of Europe. But I believe our last podcast with David Moyes, and he made a grab for Johan Cruyff's shirt yeah. and got, didn't get near it. So who got it, you or George McCluskey? Or who got Cruyff's shirt in 1982 when Ajax were knocked out of the European Cup? I'll start the story with the format of who got it, and it was... George Toby McCluskey. As you recall, I mean, he's my all-time favourite European player, Johan Cruyff too. When I was young and getting brought up in the Celtic tradition, which was about being creative, and or you went the other way, just physically you were trying to fit into a system. And I never really understood systems. I just wanted to play the way I seen people. So ultimate hero was Douglas. And then overall, you look at the foreign players who, in the old days of my concept, we only got sometimes got the one draw so you go home and away and it could be Juventus could be Ajax could be somebody pretty easy uh, so the concept of Europe was all you ever did was read about these guys in magazines mm-hmm. and Cruyff was the one that always caught my attention uh, skinny unpredictable the Cruyff turn I love footballers who have been who have created something different in football it makes me fall back to my chair and say wow 
you think sometimes it's a boyish, a stupid thing to still be in love with a game. I'm like that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't like everybody coming up to my restaurant and having to talk about football because no. I do it for a living. But when I talk about people like me who love the game so much, you do tend to fall back into your, your youth. But with that time with Cruyff, they absolutely battered us at Glasgow Celtic. And we drew 2-2 in the first leg. Cruyff was genius that night because he just came in and kept feeding it to Jesper Olsen. I was getting marked by Jan Moby, later of Liverpool. Vandenberg was a big player at the time for them. And everything we did, we couldn't get to him quick enough. And Danny McGrain was, our, for me, the greatest Celtic player in my lifetime. Danny had started to say, well, we have to try and make inroads. So we, we got away from Glasgow at home, 2-2, and we thought, it's never going to happen. And Billy McNeil wasn't a great tactician. A great man, Caesar himself. Yeah. But he simply said... A few things there's going out at the old stadium in Amsterdam was, we're already out, so go for it. Why not go for it? And of course, I've scored and George McCluskey scores later on. But if you remember, Graham Sinclair was one of our, our guys and he had nailed Johan Cruyff on a few occasions. <laughs> so Johan, because his age, eventually had enough. He, he couldn't take any more kicking. He, he, at this stage, he's 37, 38. He's 37, he? 38. But I mean, Graham Sinclair was just specifically there to destroy him. And what a soft gentleman he is actually off the pitch. But he couldn't believe that he actually was getting the grace to behold one of the greatest of all time. Anyway, he nailed him. He gets taken off about 15, 20 minutes to go. And we sneak through. But as you go round the old inside of the stadium, Johan Cruyff is on a treatment table. Oh, yeah. And I went by and I heard Nicholas getting shouted. And I, I kind of paused. So I put my head back round and I just got, well played. It was, you played really well. Uh, congratulations. Good luck. The Ajax shirt came away. So I got the Ajax shirt and put it down my Celtic top and slowly went in. And I was probably last in, but this time most of the boys were in the shower. And of course, everybody said, who got it, who got it, who got it? And there was a few quiet. I was quiet. I ducked in my bag. And Danny <laughs> McGrain looked at me and went, and I went, clocked that. that. Right, a thumbs up, <laughs> wink, uh, thinking I've got it. And then, of course, when we, we got back to the hotel, George showed the number 14. And I opened mine's up just to clarifying I was like 32 or something like that. It was just a known number. But it was just the fact that I got a word. He said a word was more than enough. That was worth 10 shots. For him to seek you out and say well played. Well, I don't think he was seeking me out. I think it was just one of those moments when I'm by. And for him to acknowledge, and I think he was always, maybe this is part of the greatness of what I and probably you love about Barcelona, we talk about humility, is that there is a way to lose. And the concept of how he's always had that. Mm-hmm. From then, I also always said to myself, I'll never ever admit, even if there's a better one, that there's a better one in him because of the way that he went about the business. He is an extraordinary man. It's been a privilege of being over there, sent by UEFA, where when they were celebrating 50 years, I think, of the European Cup, they sent me to his house. We went in there. And amongst, it was about a 45 minute interview. And one of the things was he still contends absolutely that it wasn't any big deal to lose the World Cup final because. It showed the world a brand of football that because we didn't have wall-to-wall television then, there was no YouTube, no internet, that the world could learn about how that style was attractive, that people could copy it. Maybe he's kidding himself one, but all these years later, he still believed that the greater good of football had been served even by losing, which I think is an extraordinary statement. You might have found somebody saying afterwards, we should have won, or Germany were lucky, or... Mm. That you know the Ferrari and the German press about the wives and our social before the final affected us. Whatever, 
pound for pound, he's the most important man football's ever had. If you think about him as a director, a coach and a footballer, and I'm still impacted by him as much as you are now. Mm-hmm. I still find him a fascination. Every documentary or anything mm-hmm. that goes on and I hear that he's on it, I have to listen. And going way back when they do the greatest teams ever now, and Ajax is on and how his other teammates talk about him, that he's such a strong influence, even at 23, 24, he had a strong influence to say, no, we have to play this way and I'll sacrifice something if I have to, but it has to be done for the right reasons. And to keep portraying that without ever winning the greatest prize ever and to be so close to it, the European Cup at that time was as big as it probably ever was for any Champions League is massive now, you know, mm. but in a different financial package and everything. But for World Cup and for the way that the Dutch team had this philosophy that was changing the dynamics of European football, it was extraordinary. There's a link I can't, um, before I uh, let you stop talking, um, there's a link I can't ignore in that when people gave Pep and... Xavi and Iniesta, their chances at Football Club Barcelona was because of the uh, Cruyff's philosophy. And um, although this won't go out close to Johan's death, um, he, he died this morning uh, while we were both coming to this interview. And um, you mentioned the Dream Team, and um, I wondered what it is that we can say jointly about Cruyff and his impact on our lives as people who love football and, and, and his team caught your eye you know as a youngster what, what have we what have we lost in, in Cruyff as far as you're concerned one thing's for certain is that we'll never lose his impact on what he's had <laughs> that he's had on <laughs> football is because it will it will stay forever I mean when you, when the, the football and the way teams play is so beautiful if you like that it will be yes there'll be different forms and it will be slightly changed a little bit to suit individuals or to suit countries or whatever but you can't help but think that as far as impacts on football and philosophies and people like that people that I looked up to and people I re- read books on when you're talking about your Guardiolas there it's in their DNA through through your Cruyffs and as I said as much as he might have I didn't see him as a player I wasn't lucky enough to to see him in the flesh or but I can still feel and, and have felt the influence of a Johan Cruyff from and I'm a 37 year old London boy, do you know what I mean? So it's like something, yeah. Yeah, he, he's he's reached the football world globally, and he's it's it's a sad it's a sad day for football. But as I said, the lucky side of it that we have got is that Johan Cruyff will always live on because you'll see it in the, some of the beautiful football that gets played. Bloody hell! That's not just um, very poetic, but it's cheered me up. <laughs> it's genuinely uh, cheered me up. How much do you get in life that's completely free, reliable? Regular, good for your sex life, and free. Yeah, the big interview. All of these, in their full form, and many more, are available if you search for the big interview on ACAST, that's A-C-A-S-T, iTunes, or usually wherever you get your podcasts. The big interview was the idea of Backpage, and it's produced by them. Thanks to Beer Jacket for the music. Keep up to date with everything that we're doing at grahamhunter.tv where there's a little box where you fill in your email address and if you sign up there, you'll get our newsletter which includes the opportunity to put your questions to our guests. We're on Facebook, search for The Big Interview and GH Podcast on Twitter plus Instagram. Keep in touch. Let us know what you think. More soon, baby. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.